For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey y'all, this is Josiah Gray, and this is Half Street High Heat. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Half Street High episode 158. We are presented by Manscaped and part of the fan-sided network, as always. And this is going to be the worst episode yet. Why? Oh, it has nothing to do with you, Monty. Nothing to do wow, with you. Wow, this, this is my third straight episode <laughs> in a row. It's uh, the first time I've been on since uh, since I left on my own accord last episode. Right. Right, right. <laughs> you know, that if that's what the media is saying, because, you know, the media never, never is dishonest or, you know, has their own narrative or agenda or anything like that. But uh, Amanda, we're recording at a different time. So we're recording uh, in the morning. Um, so just some scheduling issues. Everyone's all right. We'll be back on Sunday. Well, recording Sunday for a Monday release with, you know, our season wrap up. Uh, we're going to have Matt Wyrick on and whatnot so you know we'll get the band back together then but right now it's me and monty monty and i monty and nick the two of us best friends allegedly yes allegedly but monty i'm gonna gonna, (laughs) i was gonna say i'm gonna cut that i'm gonna cut that recording out where you say we're best friends and that'll be (laughs) my pin tweet uh how you doing uh you know you alluded to it your uh last uh exit from the pod was uh was something so how we feel and how yeah. we doing uh i i'm i'm doing okay i got a, i'm excited i got my couch in finally uh i ordered it in may it arrived this morning Jesus. just in time <laughs> it yeah. is october yeah, a- my guy <laughs> Yeah, there's been a furniture shortage. I've been using a camping chair in my living room for, it's been awful. Uh, so I'm excited that got a nice reclining couch and uh, just in time for a, spectac- a potentially spectacular weekend of sports, uh, baseball in particular, and I am ready to break that couch in by using it all weekend. I've canceled my apple picking plans. I am <laughs> I am ready for some baseball. Well, uh you know those uh tweets that go viral where it's like um yeah empty-ass uh, apartment in or like a living room apartment it's a camping chair a tv that's on the ground and like a, a ps3 plugged into it and it's like this is yeah. dead ass the dream that's that's how monty's been living that's yeah. yeah and i and yeah because of that i've been allowing myself not to unpack a bunch of other stuff <laughs> because i'm like oh, i don't even have a couch so yeah. so like yeah but uh, now I'm ready to be an adult and, uh, <laughs> and and get my stuff set together, but not until after the weekend's done, because I got, again, 
we'll get into it on this uh, episode but yeah yeah we're, we're busy so. well i'm glad to hear you're finally ready to be an adult because maybe now you won't get kicked off the podcast um I yeah was you, you for, talked about was... it you talked about it it is a very exciting weekend the five-way tie dream is dead the oakland athletics yep. are dead but the four-way tie dream is still alive we need a little help but it is alive and well we'll we'll talk about the nats in a little bit because they have a part in this but this is by far the most logical place to start the nl is set cardinals clinch they've won you know a million games in a row on the back of john lester and ja hap of all people um you know the giants are still rolling behind darren ruff and wilmer flores of all people um so the the nl is set it can still change between oh the braves clinch as well um so just the Dodgers and think. Giants situation. Right. So, you know, the, the only thing that could change is Dodgers and Giants, but it does not seem like the Giants are letting up. They, What's their magic number for the division? Two? I would Two. Imagine. So they can they can clinch tonight with a with a win and a Dodgers, Dodgers loss. Dodgers loss, correct. Because a win would just get them one, but the, a Dodgers loss would get them another one. One plus mm-hmm. one is two, I hear. So they could clinch tonight if you are listening to this on release day on Friday. So the NL is set. So we are laser focused on the AL. White Sox clinched a long time ago. Astros clinched a couple days ago, maybe yesterday. Rays clinched uh, a couple days ago as well. So they the division clinched, winners. Yeah, they clinched home field advantage throughout the AL playoffs yes, as well. That's what so. it was. The Rays clinched the division a, a couple days ago, but or like a week ago, but then they clinched home field throughout the playoffs uh, or throughout the uh, you know AL uh, portion of the playoffs. Uh, just recently, I mean, the fact that that team traded away Blake Snell, who I understand didn't have a great season, but the fact that you're trading the ace on your staff and still winning probably what's going to be a hundred games. Um, I mean, you have to give credit where credit is due. The Tampa Bay Rays organization, Kevin Cash, uh, everyone involved with that. I mean, they are a machine and, you know, it's just frustrating that they don't go truly all in. You know, they didn't even make that big of a splash at the deadline. Like at least the uh, Blue Jays traded for Jose Barrios and they were, you know, way out of the wild card at that that point in time. Um, but that, that's neither here nor there. When you're winning that many games, it's hard to say, oh, we need more. We need more. But uh, we'll, we'll see how the playoffs get, play out. But anyways, back to the AL wild card. We still have potential madness. We have the Yankees. Uh, would they win two of three over the Blue Jays? Yep, two of three. Which yep. hurt the four-way tie potential. But, you know, if you're a Yankees fan uh, and, and you're in the Yankees position, obviously that's good because they are two games up on the Blue Jays who are technically in fourth place if you're uh, talking about the, just the wild card. And then you have the Red Sox losing two of three to the Orioles, which – has gone completely viral. The Orioles did exactly what they needed to do uh, in order to help this out. And then you have the Mariners. Did they sweep or did they just win two of they three? They swept. They they went. So the, you want to know what their record against the Oakland A's was this year? It, it's something absurd, right? 15, 15 and four. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you know, that that's literally including that's the playoffs. Yeah. The A's just got yep. eliminated by the Mariners. And the Mariners now control their own destiny. If they win out, they get the second wild card, which, you know, the Mariners were a good story. Nobody was talking about them, you know, very 
quiet. Like the, the biggest news from the Mariners all season was the fact that they traded Kendall Graveman, uh, which was a unpopular decision in the clubhouse, but it seemed like a, a good decision for the Mariners going forward and mainly, you know, get guys with a little bit more control and, uh, and whatnot. I believe they trade for Abraham Toro um, who seems like a solid infielder. Um, so, you know, we didn't see the the big splash or the uh, let's go for it now move, but here we are three games left in the season and they control their own destiny and they are hot. They're hot. Um, so that's your, Oh, and the Red Sox, like I said, lost two or three. So they, they need some help. They, they need the Mariners to lose. Otherwise, they, they go from division leading to missing well, the playoffs. Well, if if both the if the both the Red Sox and Mariners win out, they'll they'll be tied for a game one sixty three. Then why did why do they or why are they saying the Mariners control their own destiny? That wouldn't be control. I guess technically because 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 if they, yeah, out. both teams control their own yeah both teams control their own destiny because amazing they how the narrative match is, up in a one sixty three. Amazing how the narrative is. The Mariners control their own destiny, but the Red Sox are on the brink of collapse. Like, yeah, <laughs> even though, <laughs> even though they the control same. their own destiny, yeah, it's um, whatever. We're here, and, and the Blue Jays basically need to win out in their final series against uh, um, who are they playing? Not the, the Rays. Uh, Orioles. The Orioles. Oh, they are playing the Orioles. Okay. Yeah. Which in my know, so in my article this Orioles. morning. In my article this morning, I've broken it all down. What we need, Sport, what the current situation spoiler. is. I'm trying yeah. to combine spoiler and Orioles. It's in there somewhere. <laughs> Sporials. Um, nah, I'll work. But yeah, to get our to get our dream four way tie, we need the Yankees to go zero and three against the Rays. We need the possible. Red Sox to go two and one against. We need the Red Sox to go two and one against the Nats. We know that's Very possible. possible. Nats. Nat, <laughs> Nats love dropping two of three. Yep, uh, the Mariners need to go to uh, win two of three against the Angels. Very doable. Otani not yep. pitching on Sunday. Yep. Um, and then the Blue Jays need to sweep the Orioles, which is they're at home. It's possible, but the Orioles do have. Um, I mean, they're they're. I think they're better than their record suggests. They just are playing in a division with four teams that are going to potentially win ninety games. Right. Plus, so um, I mean, they're bad, but they're not. I, I mean. They're, they've they lost 107 games, but that's a little bit worse than I think they're still a 100 loss team. But like, John Means, they're, they're is not as bad Saturday, as they which could be potentially 100. Yeah, they're still really bad, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, but, the Rays, uh, uh, I mean, they don't, ha- or sorry, the Jays, uh, Robbie Ray already pitched, so he's not on the bump. Um, so w- what do we have for them? Is it Barrios? Uh, it's going to be, uh, um, it's Matt's tonight, uh, Alec Manoa tomorrow and Ryu on, uh, Sunday. Oh, so Barrios is, is done too. Well, they could have Barrios or Matt or, uh, Barrios or, uh, Ray for a potential 163, which would be huge. And then have the other one for the wild card game. And now so, Robbie Ray did get lit up lit up last night. Um, he was pitching really well into the sixth, and then he just got – I think he gave up three home runs in the sixth inning. They chased him. Uh, Judge hit t- uh, two, not both in the sixth inning, but he hit uh, – and uh, that chased him out, and then that kind of gave the Yankees the win. So Ray might have handed the uh, Cy Young back to Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole uh, will potentially pitch on Sunday 
if the Yankees need him to. But if they clinch a playoff spot before then, I imagine they'll save him for the wild card game. Yeah, exactly. Um, I forgot about Alec. Is it Alec or Alex Manoa? Uh, Alec. Alec Manoa. He's had a pretty good season too. Yeah. I yeah, mean, he's a rookie. Yeah, he's. A, I think he's yeah. having like the season we would have expected from like Nate Pearson, who ended right, up I exactly think, in their bullpen currently. Yeah, uh, man. If you get the if you catch the Jays in a series, if they can get past the wild card, they could make something happen. It's a tough oh, yeah. place to play. They have George Springer, who's obviously a World Series champion. They have Marcus Simeon, who's uh, probably going to be a two-time top three MVP finisher. Uh, they have great. I mean. They have Vladdy, who's going to be a top two MVP yep. this year at the at the worst. If he he doesn't, is he still in contention for the triple crown? Uh, he's pretty much out of it because he he uh-huh. had a he had a, a RB a huge RBI list streak, and I think uh, Salvi Perez currently leads the home run race. Oh, that bastard Salvi Perez just hitting <laughs> bombs for a meaningless Royals team. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean the, the Jays can make some noise. Um, I think I'm rooting for them. Yeah, uh, I, I, they're so fun to watch. I've been rooting yeah. for them. If, if I'm obviously rooting for the four-way tie for maximum chaos, but if we don't right. get that, I would love to see the Blue Jays get in because they're just such a fun team to watch. And and mm-hmm. you know, it's I, fun watching it, the Yankees and Red Sox struggle. Yeah, fun watching fun teams do well. But uh, yeah. so yeah, we, we let's say you know dreams do come true. We get our four-way tie. What's what's the situation? We got obviously some 163s. Does it turn into a round robin where it's essentially double elimination and okay. we go to 164? Or you know, what what's the situation here? Let me pull it up. We've got some we've got some chaos uh with the four-way tie. All right. So the four-way tie, which I just described, the only way that happens is is the you know, Yankees go 0-3, Red Sox go two and one, Mariners go two and one, Blue Jays sweep. So that's the only way we're getting a four-way tie because all teams will finish 91 and 71. Each team would choose or receive an A, B, C, or D designation. That's going to be based on the winning percentages against each other. Um, so Club A would likely be the Red Sox. They would host Club B. And Club C would likely be the Blue Jays. They would host Club D. So for the Yankees, it would come down to a choice of traveling to either Boston or Toronto. <clears throat> And the winners of these of those two games would would advance to play in the Tuesday wildcard game. So there's not actually as much chaos with a four game tie as there would be with a three game tie. Because you mm. just play two two uh, game 163s on Monday and then those two teams would advance to the wildcard. So you would basically have a, a, play, a little playoff bracket that way. But a three way tie would cause the wildcard game to get pushed back. So, because you'd have, so if it if it's A B C D, right? Is the B teams technically the two seed? Yeah, pretty much. Then why would they not host? Right? Well, why would they not so, host one sixty three? That's a good question. Uh, that's see, this is where it gets confusing. You've got this is we're, we're, basically this morning when I was writing this article, I was Charlie Day in the <laughs> connecting. Oh the, right, right, right. All With the all your red chaos. yarn, yeah, yeah. Trying to figure out because um, you know a lot of these articles are just saying that that you know how this would happen. So, um, but in the scenario that you know the 
that we described, the Red Sox would get first choice. So they would actually get to choose A, B, C, or D. And they would likely choose to be Club A because they would get the host. And then the uh, Blue Jays would get to choose second because their record against the other four is 22 and 22. And they would likely choose C because C would host the second game. Gotcha. All right. I and see. Then, we, yeah. Okay. I see how it works now. All right. Yeah. I was confused because yeah. I thought they were making, like, if the Blue Jays were the second best team, I thought they were making them travel to Boston. Yeah. And, like, the three seed would definitely get an advantage there. But, okay. That yeah. makes sense. So, the, so the Yankees would get the choice of whether they want to play the Red Sox or the Blue Jays. And so they'd make that choice, and the Mariners would just get stuck with whatever is left. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. I'm just. Yeah. Long podcast. I'm trying to think if you're the Yankees, who do you choose? Do you, do you go yeah, to? Uh, I, I think I go to Boston. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just swept in Fenway last weekend. Right. Yeah. You have so you that. Be, yeah. You have Garrett Cole. Um, and Toronto could be receiving a boost if they get that 100% capacity uh, for, for a game 163. And I mean, you would think Toronto would have both Barrios and Ray available. And I understand, you know, they just shelled Ray, but, you know, if you look at be going, Sale would be going with uh, Eovaldi. Would Sale be available? Probably. I mean, if he doesn't, if he doesn't pitch on Sunday. Yeah, I guess that's true. You have to get there first. Man, this is fun. I love chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you want to you want to move on to the three way tie? Okay. Yeah. Let's do three way tie. So let's say what it. I guess it depends how the series, all the series, yeah. shake out. But I, I would but see, I, I would assume the Jays are probably the most likely to miss. Or you have the Yankees get their win and they they're in, and then you have the other three all tie for the second wild card spot. I like that better. I think let's that's do that the, one. I think that's I think that's the most likely. So. Um, so it would come down to, let's see, here we go. It would come down to the winning percentages among the three teams. So you'd have a, the ABC um, designation, and game 163 would be played on Monday between teams A and B. And those teams, it would be, uh, should be the Red, Red Sox, Sox Mariners. Yes. Or Red Sox Jays. Red Sox Mariners. Yeah. Uh, looking at it. This is see. This is where it's confusing. Good thing my article break. I know. I know it's bad. It's bad radio, but we're this is chaotic, and that's why we're trying to explain it so everyone's on the same page. We know what we're rooting for. Absolutely. So, uh, the Red Sox would. Where did it go? Yeah, Club A would host Club B on Monday, and that would be uh the. The Red Sox would have the choice of either having, you know, because the Club A would get to Club A would get to host both games. So there'd be a game Monday and Tuesday night. Club A would face Club B on Monday night at home. And then if they won, they would get to play game uh, the second game on Tuesday against Club C. But they would get to host both games. But Club C only has to play one game to get in. So A and B would play on Monday. So let's say it's Red Sox and Blue Jays on Monday. And then the winner would play the Mariners on Tuesday. So what if, what if then, Club B – oh, so the winner would host the, yep. the second game. 
Yep. So, so it's, it's either it's either yeah. host and play two games or go on the road and win one game. Yep. Effectively. Hmm. Yep. So the Red Sox will have that choice. And again, that's remember if Club too. C if Club C ends up being Seattle, that's a big deal too, because of the amount of travel. And then oh. by the way, that causes the the AL wildcard game is supposed to happen on Tuesday. That doesn't happen in this scenario. They have to push that back. This is awesome. All right, all right. So if I'm if I'm the Red Sox, I am rolling the dice. I'm hosting. I know it's two games. I'm hosting. I'm making the Mariners travel because they're they're are they in Seattle? They're on the West Coast. I don't know if they're at home or in Anaheim, yep. but it's West Coast. They have to travel. They got to come to me. Yep. Yep. Toronto. You know, they're a division rival. They've played us a lot. But at the same time, you know, at least I don't have to go into their house, which is notorious for its playoff atmosphere. I'm hosting yep. if I'm if I'm even though it's two games, pitching isn't necessarily their strong suit. Plus, you would have to play the wild card game against the Yankees after that. But you have to get there first. Yeah, I, I would be hosting, I think. I like. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Because beat Seattle being the, the thing, you don't want to have to travel to Seattle just because, you know, because you're going to have to come right back. So, right. that's you know, that's the thing right, is, the Yankees is be hosting. Yeah, and that really gives the Yankees an advantage. Whereas if you're in Boston hosting both games, you win both games, then it's just a short trip to New York and you're not, you know, it's not too bad. But, you know, if you choose the second game, sure, you get a day's rest on Monday, but then you, I mean, you'll be flying to Seattle, but then you've got to come right back. So I imagine they'll try and push, they'll probably try to do something where they push the NL wildcard game towards uh, like the afternoon, maybe. Well, it's in LA. Are they usually on the same day? No, they normally go. So Wednesday... Yeah, so what they would probably try to put it on the same day, but they'd have to they probably have to try and make it like a five o'clock game or something. But then if you're five coming back eight. from Seattle, yeah, that's a good question. Because the problem is, is can you push you the can't Dodgers have a game? five o'clock playoff game on a weekday? Yeah. Although uh, that I would mean, be that's... a very MLB move to do. Yeah, but I mean what, the, their choices are limited because the NL and ALDS have to start uh Thursday. So, so, you... so that's why this right, just the make three-way the game tie... No, so what I would do is, you know, you can do your 163 Monday night. 164 is just make the game 164 like a five o'clock start because that's effectively a playoff game, but not technically a playoff game. You make that your five o'clock start. You still have your NL wildcard game Tuesday. Then you have the AL wildcard game Wednesday. Everything oh, starts so you're on saying move, So move the NL wildcard game to Tuesday. That makes sense. Yeah. That yeah. Could work. Because that way you're you're not messing with the technical playoffs, even though yeah, game one sixty four would literally be a playoff game. Yeah, because the NL wild card is going to be in San Francisco and LA, and you can't put that out at five o'clock because it'd be two o'clock on the West Coast. No one's going to be there. Yep. See, we're working through this chaos. Nobody yeah. better suited yeah. to, to get through this. Yeah, man, this is fun. That's good stuff. How do you make that decision, though? Like, I assume it's not just a managerial decision to say, like, hey, what do you want to do? Do you want to host for two games or do you want to go on the road? Like, I'm sure you got to talk to the players. You got to talk to the front office. I'm sure ownership always involved. Like, that's not a a clear cut decision. And they got to make it quick because they got to get it figured out and scheduled and start traveling and right flights again and the yeah. season ends the season's going to end between like about uh seven o'clock tomorrow night or sunday night 
right? Because um, all the games are going to be at three o'clock, right? And so every the season will be over at seven o'clock, and you've got about twenty four hours to to until there's a game one sixty three. So you've got to make right, that and you need almost, to, yeah, you need to decide as soon as possible. Yeah, so they almost have to talk about it Sunday morning to figure out, you know, just in case it happens. Right. And oh man, this is, I'm just, I am ecstatic that the season's come down to this. I mean, we've got two, I mean, it's been a wild season. We've got two big surprises um, potentially making the playoffs with the Mariners and the Giants. The Giants are obviously clinched, but like it's, it's been, I know the Nats haven't been great, but I've had a blast this year with, with, you know, the storylines and the season coming, I mean, like the Padres were fun to watch and then they, then they completely collapsed. Um, the NL East was a, was a, shit show pardon my language i know this is a family show that's <laughs> yeah, fine i already dropped an f-bomb earlier yeah but um but uh you know even though you know it, it was fun to watch everyone just go back i mean it was so fun to watch the mets lead the division until and then all of a sudden just completely fall apart um and then now we've got a, a potential incredible ending to the season and, and in a way even if it doesn't go our way with the chaos it's still keeping us invested in the final weekend which is all you can really ask for that's why we've been, you know, saying what we've been saying for the past two months. It's this is October 1st. You know, we've been saying this for two months now and, you know, invest some time into the rest of the league, find out what's going on, find the storyline. So that way before the playoffs even hit, you know, what's going on. This is a potential for a uh, end of season. Like we've never really seen, at least in, in recent memory with all these sides like and we've the, had game 163s yes but we've never had a three-way tie potentially a four-way tie and we've got uh the nats are involved because we got right. the red Sox. right so, so obviously you know that's how the nats factor into all of this they just need to keep doing what they're doing lose two of three i mean shoot if the yankees get their one right and uh you know they they clinch then you know it provides a little bit more flexibility. The only thing the Nats cannot do is get swept. That's the only thing they cannot do. Yeah. Win one game, potentially even you know a possibility to win a second, depending on what the uh, what the Blue Jays do, and yeah. I guess the Mariners too. But you know you could potentially win a second, but all you have to do is win one. Tonight they have Josh Rogers on the mound, who <laughs> the beginning of the year. If I said that in a, uh, you know, final C- or series of the season, you would have been like, who? I mean, even yeah, still, I mean, some, sometimes you're like, who? He's going up against uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, who hasn't had the best season, but does have those games where he kind of shoves. He kind of dominates. Tomorrow, you get Josiah Gray's last start of the season. Red Sox haven't announced their starter. Obviously, that's going to be uh, – Sort of so strategic and and announce it. What's up? Yeah, they could go Chris Sale on Saturday, and and if there's if the season's on the line, they may have to go with Evaldi on Sunday. Yeah, so sales like they pencil, don't want to sales use, penciled you know, in uh, on Sunday right now, but they yeah. could shift that around. Uh, it it remains to be seen how um, how they'll uti- utilize Sale because he is coming off. Tommy John and severe injury and they have a lot of money invested in him, but obviously it's a playoffs and, you know, sales a competitor, but he, he, he didn't even pitch a full season this year. He came back in what, like July, August, August, I think. Yeah. So he, he doesn't oh, have um, any innings under him yet. 
we forgot to mention something in our in our chaos discussion. What's up? There is rain scheduled. There is rain scheduled on the East Coast around New York Love and it. Boston on Monday on Monday night. So Love <laughs> that's it. weather. We 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 just worked out the chaos on our own and did not factor in weather, which could very well be a factor. So yeah, just wanted to throw I that mean, back out there. I don't even know what you would do then. Neutral site, like <laughs> that's. Uh, yeah, uh, meet in Many Iowa. Of these places have a dome. Uh, I mean, Toronto's be Toronto will be like, oh, we'll host. <laughs> they have yeah, dome. yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we're in, we're so, sort of yeah, in between uh, New York and Seattle, or Boston and Seattle. Yeah, I've watched, I've watched a few back to Chris Dale. I've watched a few Chris Dale starts, and he's he looks good, been decent. Yeah, but uh, I think I think one of the games uh, he got lit up. But for the most part, he's been fairly good. Um, but again. Yeah, the question will be whether they want to go, you know, if they don't use either one this weekend and they're both available for, you know, 163 or a wild card game, they've got the decision to go with Eovaldi, which from what I understand, I've, I think they confirmed they would go with Eovaldi, but they've got the option of Chris Sale, who is arguably better, but they like the big game um, performances by Eovaldi. I mean, his World Series uh, performances and playoff performances back in 2018 kind of speak for themselves so that's why they were leaning towards Evaldi. but yeah we're gonna have some some interesting matchups and and uh we've got Josiah Gray Saturday and then I imagine we'll probably go back to Espino on Sunday yeah mm-hmm. because he, I was uh, just looking yeah and they announced Corbin's done for the season which thank god uh, yeah season don't, ending don't blister I don't know if I could do do a 30 second start with Patrick Corbin which when you know, his final numbers came out and I saw he had 31 starts. I it's all just mixed together into one big start for me. It's it's just it wasn't good. But yeah, yeah the Red I mean, Sox are probably disappointed that he's not starting. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um yeah, but the Nats have a big part in this. And you know, for the what do you want to call them? Purists, the uh I don't know. I'm just gonna call them purists. The people who want the Nats to play spoilers, they certainly have a chance to do that. I'm rooting for the chaos, so I do want the Nats to lose at least one, if not two. Because, um, again, we just outlined for 30 minutes or however long we've been recording so far the potential for this thing to get crazy. And, and that's yeah. that's good stuff. As consumers, as viewers, that's what we, that's what we want. That's what we want to root for. The Nats are out of this. All they yeah, can do probably... is lend lend a helping hand to facilitate more entertainment. And that entertainment doesn't yeah. come in the form of a sweep to knock the Red Sox out. It comes in the form of doing just enough to prevent the Red Sox from clinching on their own, clinching outright. Yep. Yeah. And that, that's, yeah, I mean, you and I could have, could spend another hour, hour and a half just talking about the chaos. Like that's, whereas if, if this final weekend didn't have anything and everyone had clinched already, what are we talking about? Right. It's also kind of interesting that the Nats are finishing with Boston. I mean, they they had three series to end their season outside of the NL East. Typically, you would expect a lot of divisional series to end. Like the Braves just swept the Phillies to to clinch the division. The Marlins are now playing the series or the, playing the Phillies for a series. Uh, to close out their season, I don't know who the Mets are playing. I mean, the Mets, Braves, Mets, Mets, the Mets. Braves. So, oh, I guess I mean one team gets left out, but again, the Nats haven't played uh, 
anyone for what 10 games to the end to end of the season and yeah. just then it was the marlins they yeah it, it was just weird how how it shook out but i mean that uh, i all uh i like done way ahead the, of time yeah before the astros moved over to the al i did like when you you had 16 in the nl and then 14 in the in the uh well AL. i mean that and that's another thing have, they would put it remember they put interleague games was only for like three weeks in may and then you were you were playing in within your, own. your own league for the rest of the rest of the time but you know well, it, i liked that but you know th- this is a whole different discussion we can dive into during the offseason we wouldn't we don't have much to talk about but so i think expansion teams make a lot of sense it just doesn't make sense to have an odd number of teams you know in your uh in your conference or whatever when you have so much riding on it and especially with the different rules and whatnot, which it does seem like it'll be, uh, you know, streamlined or whatever come a uh, new CBA and you'll get the DH in both leagues. But I think expansion makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, I'd be, I, you'd have 16 in each. Yeah. I'd love it. And then you can expand the playoffs a little bit. Exactly. Which they might do anyways. Uh, Tyler's yeah. article outlined the possibility of a, of a Dodgers loss and what that would mean for baseball. <laughs> yep. And the, the Cardinals, Cardinals yep. playing hot. And they it, got which, Wainwright going, and you know how Wainwright is in the playoffs. Right, exactly. I mean, the Cardinals don't nearly get enough credit for how good they're Pe- – people forget that the Cardinals beating the Braves in 2019 was an upset. It was not supposed to happen. The Braves are supposed to, and maybe you attribute that to the Braves. Maybe you, you know, you do give credit to the Cardinals, but that was not supposed to happen. And then the Nats swept the Cardinals and everyone kind of just forgot about it. But the Cardinals are good. They're established. They've been good for a long time. Uh, you know, we talk about the Yankees and, and their their streak of what more than 81 wins for the past 25 years or however long it's been. The Cardinals are right there as well. They've always been solid. Maybe not the 101 team that they used to be, but they've always been solid. So while it's crazy, the the manner in which they've done it with 17 in a row and counting. Uh, they, they, it, they did lose yesterday, finally. Oh, oh, I, I so, didn't catch that. Yeah, I, so. I fell asleep at like 8 o'clock last night, so that's why I would miss it. But, I mean, still they used that 17 game winning streak to clinch that that that's the, the manner in which they done it. So uh, which they done it. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, um, but they could win. They could win. Crazier things yeah. have happened. So. I mean, they're 2016 that won the world series won I think 84 games and they that's won right. the world series. David Eckstein was world series MVP. God, what a weird year. Yeah, it's it's funny because the year before, uh, the two years before, they'd been really good because I think they still had Larry Walker, and um, and they they got swept by the Red Sox in '04. One they year they had by, Lance Berkman. I don't remember when that yeah, was. That was more recent than than that that year, but yeah, he was actually pretty uh, I mean, productive for him. Yeah, once yeah, but yeah, it's gonna be. I I honestly am just the playoffs basically are starting this weekend and it's great uh, you know mix that in with you know i got premier league saturday morning uh college football i know it cares and nfl on sunday and then that people care about oh, 
<laughs> I am just psyched for for the sports this weekend. I am that new couch came just in time. I'm about <laughs> to order groceries, get a bunch of snacks, and then I'm not getting just up for, not you know, leave the couch. Seventy two hours. Yeah. Especially if there is a three-way tie, because he's just going to be on that couch writing articles all day Monday till the game comes on. <laughs> Pretty much, so. yeah. But yeah, so back to the Nats and, and their yep. role to play in this. Obviously, they can, you know, play a large part in how this all shakes out. We outlined it. Hopefully, they win at least one, maybe two, depending on what the Yankees do and what the Jays do and, and whatnot. Uh, we'll see but they do have a large part in this, but from their own perspective, they're out. They've been out for quite some time. They're not in danger of losing a hundred, which is kind of just like this arbitrary number, like losing 99 is way better than losing a hundred, but they're not even going to get that high. The most they could lose is 97. So for those that care about that <laughs> in a kind of a backwards way, we're not there. Um, but also for draft pick, which is really the only thing that's, kind of in question we're tied with the marlins right now we currently are ahead of them due to kind of like a a tiebreaker ahead of them meaning we have the fifth pick they have the sixth um marlins get the phillies to almost said the rangers but that's because ranger suarez is pitching tonight um marlins get the phillies to end the season so we'll see how that shakes out they have alcantara on the mound tonight against suarez who's been unreal this year uh and not that it matters. The Phillies are going to Philly. Uh, so so, we'll, so we'll see how that plays out. But the, the lowest the Nats could to could get is pick six, which is still, you know, going to bode well for adding a high name or high value prospect next year. The, I'm also rooting for the Mar- uh, the Marlins to sweep, not just for the draft pick position, but because it would be hysterical for wins. me. Yep. They, the Phillies cannot seem to get that 82nd win and that would be hysterical to me if they lose their final six games to finish 500 yet again and it'll I mean it's 10 years uh right now without a winning season if it happens again that would be glorious it's amazing that make any iteration of the Phillies you want you get the same result and you get the the story coming out recently um all the internal strife, Dombrowski coming in, uh, pissing everyone off, firing people, uh, like, and then obviously everyone not liking him, which Dombrowski does have a record of success. But I think what kind of gets lost in the shuffle with that success is the, um, like, the cost of the success. He sells out to win a World Series. He's done it, uh, or at least, you know, build a competitive team. He did it with Boston, got them a World Series. He uh, did it with Detroit, got them to a couple World Series. Was it two World Series they went to or just one? Two, but they, uh, they well, yeah, two. Oh, six, they lost that. Oh, but he wasn't there. Then, then. Uh, or was yeah, he? Yeah, he wasn't there then. It was, I'm not sure. Uh can't remember. He, I know he was it definitely was one, the one yeah. with Detroit with the. Uh, then it's 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 that one and the other one, or it's just that one. It's it's one or two. Right. So either way. But he has a track record. Yeah. But if you look at those teams, you know the Red Sox had to sell Mookie Betts because they were just they couldn't afford to pay him, even though they knew what they had. 
Mookie was beloved there. They loved Mookie. They had to trade him because they couldn't pay him because they're in such financial ruin because of Dombrowski. And the Tigers haven't been good since. They are finally looking like they might get back soon. And that's what, seven years later? Yep. About uh, ish. He, he was also the uh, general manager. So he was the he was the GM for both World Series appearances for the Tigers. And he also was the GM of the Florida Marlins when they won in 07, or, uh, 97. Which the Marlins haven't been good since either. They, so they everywhere a, he, they did win in 03, but yeah. But that's the only other. They've made the playoffs three times. Two of them. They why did I think they both of them were in the 90s? My brain is fried. But anyways, wherever he goes, ruin follows. It? Well, success sort of happens and then ruin follows. But it seems like all the success has run its course and ruin is just there for the Phillies. But that that's kind of what you would expect with that organization and all the, the stuff they had. I mean, look at the Tigers are just now getting back from from him well i just said that yeah i know if you were listening yeah but i look at the the gabe kapler situation everyone in philly thought gabe kapler was the dumbest man alive Uh, he couldn't manage gets hired by san francisco 100 wins with a team that wasn't projected over what like 78 I, yeah, I would say something like something, that. Something yeah. like that. And, and 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 watching a lot of Giants games, he makes a lot of good managerial decisions. And you, at first, you might be like, "Why is he doing this?" And then all of a sudden, pinch hit home run, and you're like, oh, "All right, right." It just it's amazing what a manager can do when the organization supports him. Yep. And not that he didn't necessarily get support, but by support, I mean there, there's just it's a shit show in, in Philly. Like it always has been. It has been since, you know, 2008, 2009. And it seems like nothing's going to change, at least not for the immediate future. And I was in this camp too. So I can't really, you know, criticize too much. I'll criticize in other areas, but Joe Girardi seemed like the, you know, Oh, where's he going to go? Where's he going to go for a while? Like he was out of the game for a little bit, uh, post his time uh, with New York and everyone's like, where he's going to go. I mean, I wanted him on the Nats for a while, and now people are turning on Girardi, and probably rightfully so. He's made some uh, head scratching decisions, but like at the time, it seemed like they got their guy, and turns out the guy they let go is having much more success than the guy they uh, heralded as the guy. So it's just, it's pretty funny how how it all worked out. Phillies are not winning, but you at home could win with manscaped autumn is in the air the pumpkins are in the patch and our friends at manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming if you know what i'm saying make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and the brand new fourth generation performance package this package includes the lawnmower 4.0 the weed whacker which is their ear and nose hair trimmer the crop reviver the crop toner And for free, no additional charge, they'll throw in a shed travel bag so you can carry all that stuff with you as you travel. As we kind of enter in this fall slash holiday season, maybe you're visiting family a little bit more. You get all uh, your your Manscaped goodies uh, in your shed travel bag and carry them around. And they'll throw in a pair of boxers, which are very comfy. I went back and ordered more because they are that comfy. Plus, you can't have too many boxers. Guys know this. Boys, get ready for cuffing season like no other and get ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped. Two million men worldwide already have 
They're using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with our code HSHH20. Yes, all 2 million of them used HSHH20. So you can be 2 million and one by going to manscaped.com using our promo code HSHH20. It'll get you 20% off and free shipping you off your entire order. No exclusions. Don't worry about it. Free shipping too, which... We understand shipping is just a pain. Shipping should be free always. Half Street High Heat has got you covered in that regard. So go to Manscaped. Do that now. Be ready for fall. It's the best time of year. Starting this weekend, like we talked about, with all the wildcard stuff and football and college football and uh, literally every other sport besides uh, soccer. I was waiting for a reaction. I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> not gonna give me the satisfaction nope this is a baseball podcast no one's listening for soccer oh then why'd you bring up premier league i just i brought up i, I mean i was just talking that, personally that, that, I, that. you're right i apologize <laughs> as we I apologize. wrap this podcast obviously we're coming to a close on the 2021 season the nats at most could have 68 wins, so close to a perfect season, but not close enough. At the least, they could have 65 wins, which would put them at 65 and 97 to finish the season. Um, tough season, obviously, in, in multiple regards. The lows to start the season with just not getting it together. I see the Strasburg injury as tough to see. A lot of hype and optimism. Well, I don't want to say optimism because a lot of people, plenty of people were skeptical, but a lot of hope with Steven Strasburg. And obviously that didn't turn out well. He's going on or went under another surgery, underwent another surgery. Um, You know, you have Patrick Corbin and his season long struggles. Those have been outlined plenty team, not getting together, but then we get hot, get hot. We go on a run on the bat of Kyle Schorber. Uh, it's, it seems like this thing, this thing might happen. We might have a shot. Juan Soto goes to the Derby, fixes his swing. He starts heating up. Kyle Schwarber gets injured, but we still have a shot out. You know, it's possible, but then all hope gets taken away, gets swept by the Orioles right before the deadline kind of forces the hand we sell off since then. It's been plenty of despair. Plenty of ugly baseball, but we try to find the bright side in it, the beauty in the game. Don't get so hung up on wins and losses. But here we are, you know, three games left in the series or or in the season with the series. Uh, It's I didn't have high hopes for the Nats coming into the season. I didn't have them making the playoffs. I think I had them at 80 wins. So I guess when you think about that, the fact that they traded so many players at the deadline is kind of that difference between I had them at 70 wins or excuse me, 80 wins. And they'll probably finish with what? 66, 67, something like that, maybe. So that 14 game difference could be attributed to all the guys we lost. Max Scherzer probably would have won seven of those on his own. Maybe another seven. If you have the guys who we traded away, not blowing saves coming through, in situations, all that stuff. But it's been a season like we haven't expected before or haven't 
ex- yeah, I mean, have been expected before, but haven't seen before in quite some time. What are your final thoughts on the season? I mean, we have a, plenty of questions, plenty of openings going into the offseason. Could be Ryan Zimmerman's last game, which, you know, it, it is what it is at this point. He is the player he is, but it does absolutely definitively stamp the end of an era, obviously with the, you know, first draft pick by the Nats, rookie of the year, all the walk-offs, obviously a World Series win to to where we are now. It would mark the end of uh, an era in this kind of chapter on the Nats as we rebuild and go towards the future, have new stars built around Juan Soto, hopefully. But what are your final thoughts, your reflections on the season? Well, uh, I mean, you know me, I started extremely high. Um, I bet on the Nats, um, you know, but that's how I generally am on opening day. Um, maybe not the most realistic, but I, I think we, we, we got what we needed to have happen. Um, I think maybe if we don't make those, if, if we don't make those trades with the way Juan Soto and Josh Bell was hitting the ball, maybe we compete, but I don't think it's worth, um, sacrificing our future um so getting ruiz and getting josiah gray and you know some of these other pieces was huge uh and they've been really fun to watch and it's also given certain guys uh, a chance you know this weekend is another chance for josh rogers and uh paulo espino to to audition for a spot um on the uh you know on on the staff next year possibly in the rotation that they wouldn't have otherwise gotten. Uh, it's given us a chance to see more of Carter Keyboom, who may or may not be the guy. Uh, it, he's looking Still. less and less likely <laughs> like the guy. Yeah. Uh, so, and then Lane Thomas. I mean, regardless of what he does next season, it's been it's been really fun to watch him play. So, you know, it what had to happen to reload has started to happen, and now we just need to hope that our development teams, which doesn't always have a great history develops some of these guys at the, at the lower levels, because we've reloaded a bit. Now we need to, you know, we, we're going to have the fifth or sixth draft pick. We need to make sure we make the right selection and develop that guy. Um, and, and, and move forward. This is a, you know, this is, this is the Nats now. I don't think they're going to be ready to compete next year, but you know, I know a lot of people are optimistic about that. I think it's going to be another, you know, another, work in progress. I think we'll be better than we were this year, but I think it's still going to be a little longer, but um, it's still our team and it can be fun to watch a rebuilding um, program. There's a lot more to talk about. I feel like a lot of different options and directions you can go when you're discussing stuff. It's just a different perspective, adjusted expectations. Yeah. All that good stuff that, that comes with a rebuild. It's, you know, you can't put a time frame on this stuff. You can't say, you know, we should be good by this point. We should be good by that point. We needed to do this. We needed to do that. Like it, you kind of just got to let these things play out the way they will. And once you get an accurate read, you have enough games played, you have enough time passed and kind of adjust and make moves accordingly. But we don't know. And, and I think that's what a lot of fans are struggling with is like, we want to know when we would be competitive again. And it it doesn't work like that. Obviously you can't say, you know, we'll be, uh, 
a 90 win team by 2023 we can't say we'll be a division winner by 2024 like you can't can't do that and that's what people want to know that's what people want to say you know okay we did all this but was it worth it you got to let things play out and that's what this rebuild was all about it's where we are as a fan base you know we've moved on from a lot of familiar faces and comfortable faces with trey turner max scherzer etc but we have a good foundation better than what it was. It's it needed help. It definitely needed help. And now we have help and we just need some time for that help to come into their own and be the players they're capable of being. These are still young, young guys. It's hard to ask any, you know, 22-year-old, 23-year-old to carry a franchise <laughs> worth millions. And I don't know what the, the value on the Nats is. Maybe, is it a, eh, probably not over a billion, but up there. It, it's hard to ask any 22-year-old to say, hey, shoulder this load. Be this guy. Be this great guy. No pressure other than your livelihood. Like, that's just not fair. You got to let these guys, you know, grow with the team and hopefully – they do. Uh, we've seen plenty of bright spots over the past couple months since these young guys have gotten their shot. Uh, hopefully they build upon it or improve upon it heading to the offseason. So that way, we know, we start 2022 on a high note. Maybe we can make some noise, make some happen, get some uh, reinforcements, whether it be free agency or the next trade deadline or whatever, depending on where we're at the trade line, trade deadline, obviously. But it's been, I don't want to say a necessary season, but it's a season we haven't had in a while, and it's a dose of reality that I think a lot of people needed. Even if they didn't want it, obviously it's much easier if you're the Dodgers can just be a wagon every single year. But it's not all bad. So I've still had a I've still had a blast, and uh, it's funny that you just mentioned the 22 year old, and you're talking about. Uh, Ruiz and Gray, you know, that, that age, those guys, but uh, Juan Soto is 22. <laughs> well, Juan Soto is also an, an anomaly. Yeah, I know. I was just laughing because I, I, know, I know. I was just laughing because I was like, even, even someone the, as um, insanely talented at baseball, yeah. at a game as Juan Soto is, literally came out and said he was really nervous. Like yeah. after the trade deadline, when they said, okay, it's Juan Soto's team now, he literally came out and said he was nervous. Like yeah. he, he was uneasy with that notion. Like don't view Juan Soto as this, uh, you know, un, uh, that's a word I'm looking for. You're a word guy, Monty. Help me out. Un, uh, I used them all in my article. Unshakable, <laughs> unbreakable, unmistake. I was just rhyming there. Um, like <laughs> infallible being. Like, there it is. He, yeah, he's he's twenty two. He's twenty two. So just allow him to grow too. Allow him to grow into being the guy. Cause before he was a guy, but he was on a team of guys. Now he's the guy. And that's an adjustment, even for him. And if he wins MVP this year, which it looks like he might, Harper fell off. Tatis, you know, doesn't have as many games played and Soto has been hot. So it looks like he has a 
really, really good shot to win it. Well, now he has to live up to being an MVP because before he was MVP caliber, maybe got snubbed, maybe didn't, whatever. But he wasn't an MVP going into 2022. He might be. And, you know, that's a large task to live up to. A lot of people don't win two MVPs, let alone one. So, you know, let Juan Soto have room to grow as well. I think that's important for any rebuild effort. Just let Juan Soto figure out how he wants to be the guy because he's going to need to be the guy if Nats want to compete again anytime soon. But that's really all I got. I mean, we'll see how this final series shakes out. We'll see how the AL wildcard shakes out. But, uh, Monty, you got any final thoughts before we head out? Uh. Ryan Zimmerman, it might be his last game on Sunday. Uh, I know we just briefly talked about that. I mean, I think he still provides value as a bench bat if if he wants to come back. I'd be I'm, fine with I'm that. expecting him to come back. I know yeah. he's basically said he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild. Um, but I don't think he wants it to go out like this either when he still has in, at least in his mind stuff left in the tank. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I expect him to be back. Yeah, but, but he we won't know because he he's not he's never going to be that farewell. He, he could sign with this team in May. Yeah, and like it, they would take him. So yeah. So um, and then the other thing is uh, uh real quick, your thought uh, Brandon Finnegan being our pitcher of the year, Kyle Finnegan. Did I say Brandon Finnegan? Yeah, Brandon yeah. Finnegan was a prospect that flamed out uh <laughs> for the Reds a couple years ago. Uh. Kyle Finnegan was named. Why our, was uh, Brandon Finnegan in your head? It's I don't know. Honestly, no, I just mean like I. It was a common mistake. Like I, I mess up names all the time. But I was just curious why a I random o- Reds prospect was in your. I in your o- head. I o- I always do this with Kyle Finnegan for some reason. I've always I always try, the same thing. I also try to do uh, with Robbie Ray. I always try to uh, do Robbie Ross. For some reason, Robbie Ross, and I have to like proofread. I have to proofread all my writing to make sure Robbie Ray is the <laughs> correct thing because I tried to do something else. So Kyle Finnegan was uh, the the Nats pitcher of the year, which um, when you think about it, uh, isn't as outrageous as as you might have thought because our pitching staff has been garbage. So uh, I mean, I guess guess you could have given it to Max Scherzer. Well, people are, you know like taking shots at Finnegan because he's had sort of a rough end to the season, a couple blown yeah. saves, a couple uh, blow ups in those blown saves, which, you know, recency bias, what have you done for me lately? But he's had a solid year. What's he going to finish yep. with like a mid three ZRA? Yeah, I think so. He was 60 some yeah. appearances. Let me pull that up. Um, but I, I wasn't surprised. I mean, it's not like you have many options otherwise like espino was a good story but he's a five starter slash six starter at best he's not yep he's not ace he's just been our ace so right now finnegan three four six era 66 appearances 11 saves 65 innings 65 strikeouts one four six whip if he doesn't pitch this weekend which i imagine he would Five wins, eight losses. So, I mean, yeah, the eight losses is tough, but just the nature of the beast. Like, he was the guy. He was the go-to. Um, like, when uh, we traded all those deadlines. But or 
traded all those players at the deadline. So I'm not surprised. Yep. But, but yeah, my last big thing uh, for the, is really just the, the website. We've got some good articles coming out. Tyler's coming out with uh, a piece on Carter Keyboom tomorrow. Uh, Nick's got a surprise article for us on Sunday. He won't even tell me what it is. It's a nice secret surprise. And uh, we'll be we'll be amping up some. Uh, obviously, the Nats are done on Sunday. We'll probably be amping up the uh, the other MLB content throughout the playoffs. But we've got all sorts of stuff uh, brainstorming and planning for the off season. Uh, I know we talked about on the last episode about the movies. We're we're looking on doing uh, uh, potentially a movie of the week situation. So stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, I'm just going to turn this into my second movie podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, so look forward to that. Keep checking out the uh, website. Again, all of what we talked about with the scenarios uh, was talked about in my article today. So if you need to go and read it because we talked about it and you need to see visually, it is on the website under uh, the title is uh, Weekend Preview, Let Chaos Reign. Yep. Uh, and that ties into my kind of wrap up slash one big thing. It's a couple big things. Uh, welcome, Danny. He's our newest writer. He has writing experience. Uh, he's worked with Monty before, worked with Matt before. Um, so we're definitely glad to have him on the team. His first article came out yesterday. Um, so definitely go give that a, a, um, a look and a read. That, that was great stuff. Happy to have him. So welcome, Danny. We are still in the process of going through applications for the writing team and all the other positions. Um, gotten a lot of interest, so I definitely appreciate it. Still waiting on some, you know, uh, samples, whether it be writing or uh, video editing or whatever it may be from some people. So if you haven't heard back, don't worry yet. Uh, we're, we're still in the process of reviewing all applications. We haven't made any decisions, uh, you know, good or bad yet, depending on your perspective. So don't worry about it. We're getting through all that. We're, we hope to have everything finalized by Wednesday when the playoffs start Thursday. Yeah. Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, depending on, you know, how everything shakes out. So in the next couple of days, we hope to have everything finalized. Um, definitely go check out the site and the giveaway. We've done a week long giveaway. We're approaching day five. Day five would be today, but we put out a bonus giveaway and that is tickets. First time we've ever done a ticket giveaway. Tickets to Sunday's season finale against the Red Sox 305. Looks to be good weather, uh, potentially Chris Sale on the mound so and potentially Paulo Espino on the mound. So you get a mat matchup of aces on Sunday for the series finale or season finale. I keep mixing series and season and Philly. Like, I don't know. I, I've, I've talked more about baseball this year than I've talked about baseball any other year. And that's because we've done two episodes a week for the whole year. And we'll stay at two episodes a week for the whole, whole off season because we're that dedicated. So definitely go check, check out the giveaway. If you're going to be available Sunday, Enter that ticket giveaway. You could win yourself some free tickets. They're in my favorite section, which is 238, right field, upper deck, right above Juan Soto, front rows. Perfect. And like I said, it's not going to be too too hot or uh, too rough weather there either. So it looks to be a good season finale for the Nats. Uh, and three more giveaways, one today, one tomorrow, one Sunday. So plenty of good stuff, plenty of chances to win. Monty, you look like you're about to say something. No, I'm good. I was just uh, I'm ready to, ready to go, ready to ready to get on my couch and watch some baseball. 
Yeah. Another there's no games for another like four hours, but I'm ready. <laughs> What's the um you know at the start of a football game what's that play called kickoff <laughs> i just kicked off monty all right guys appreciate you listening that's two episodes in a row monty's been kicked off just for the record for those keeping track at home but be sure to follow the show at half street high heat go check out our website halfstreethighheat.com plenty of good articles by all of our amazing writing staff out there. Let's hope for chaos this weekend. A lot of good stuff that can potentially happen and come out of this, and we wouldn't have it any other way here at Half Street Height. Follow myself at Nationals Ace. Monty, at he changes his handle every day, it seems like. Uh, he can't just settle down and decide. I think it's Monty2740 right now. Um, Ryan, who will be back Sunday, at We Are All Shack. Amanda back Sunday as well at a white seven, eight, seven, seven. We appreciate you guys listening. Let's hope for chaos until next time. Let's go Nats. There's a new breeze blowing off the banks of the Potomac. A new team is mowing down the ranks of their opponents. The nationals are smashing balls. So that the commentator who has the cause has passed the wall to see you later. the early light of dawn well you can see they're running scared cause the kinds of bombs we're launching are bursting in the air tell the library of congress that they might not want to look cause we're putting curly w's in every book let's go Nats. we've got a game to play we're gonna win today let's to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.